0: It was uh, interesting, looking through my um, my Flipboard app for news uh, stuff and stories and just whatever it's collected, um, just today alone, I'm, I'm not kidding you, there were probably five articles that popped up about happiness. Um, and um, like, what do you do to uh, be happy? What are the you know, the ten essential things to do to be happy kind of stories. I, I, I'm going to go back through and get rid of all of them. Um, but um, to the one that I saw uh, this morning as I, as I was um, looking through it first thing, it said how positivity improves health and happiness. Four simple steps to a happier you. I'm not against positivity. Just, I want to be clear. I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a grouch. I'm not a negative person, I don't think. Um, and these, you know, I mean, a lot of these, um, can be, can be very helpful, right? Um, I mean, positivity is, is helpful, right? It, it says, um, negative emotions affect us, um, and that our brain doesn't actually comprehend negativity, like when, uh, and I, and I realize this and I'll have to change things when I deal with my kids, but, um, if you use, like, don't do that, our brains, they just, like, Filter out the don't, and what we then uh, end up hearing is, do that! And so I'm gonna have to keep that um, in mind um, to, rephr- to, to rephrase things like um, uh, instead of saying, uh, don't go there, instead walk away from that, <laughs> which doesn't come across, you know, when you're thinking and you get, don't go near the street, which is like, uh, you know. I gotta go. Like, get away from the street. I don't know how I'm gonna do that in in a, in a hurry. But, all right. Um, talks about improving the outlook of our future. Right. That um, positive emotions help us look look ahead and plan. Um, and then there are health benefits uh, to having a positive outlook. Again, that's all well and good. Um, and he gives several steps, then things you can do to help, to help foster that in, in this article. But when does thinking positively cease to be a... Um, I mean, there's thinking positively, and then there's sort of fooling ourselves. When do we go beyond that? When do we start... Um, deluding ourselves and, and, and moving, right? It's the same, it's, it's the same thing of when, um, uh, as on American Idol, when you have that audition part. It's really the only part of American Idol that I really enjoy watching, is the opening, like, uh, auditions, um, and I'm a horrible person because uh, I take the most pleasure in the people who, who think they can sing, um, and it doesn't matter what other people say, they know they can sing, um, and, um, and they're very positive about their talent, which is great, that's wonderful, but you can't sing, and I'm sorry. Um, but I hear that, and I wanna just, I wanna, I don't know, I, I find pleasure there for whatever reason. But, um, right, so positivity can, can kind of, can turn um, so we don't see what's really happening. If we, it gets us in it, and it clouds our vision, it can be sometimes right so the, um, and we stand now at Lent, right and it is oftentimes very grim. Um, we talk about repentance and penitence and um, it it requires us to focus on things that we um, might not like about ourselves and being honest with ourselves. Um, which sometimes can be a really hard thing for us to do and a hard thing for us to talk about just sort of together. So much so that, right, the... Um, I think he's retired now, but hopefully his name... Robert Schuller. he was one of the televangelists for a long time. Um, and uh, he had... Uh, he came out of sort of uh, reform tradition, and well, you don't really get to be a, a really popular televangelist by talking about repentance and penitence um, a lot. Um, so once he actually, but he did bring up Lent once, and he said, "Oh, we're going to have Lent. We're going to we're going to we're going to um, observe Lent." And he says, "And our Lent is going to be let's eliminate negative thinking." He, has a, he had a vision of Lent because it seemed so dour and so, uh, and dealing with repentance and all of our stuff. He, he felt that was too negative. So he wanted, us, he wanted to turn it into be positive. But I want to offer up for us an alternative for Lent to understand that Our positivity is rooted in first a clear vision of reality. When we do that, right, we want to talk about God's law. God's law is not meant to be wielded the way that. Many do. Uh, there are many preachers out there who wield the law as if it's a hammer and it's meant to like crunch your toes every time you step out of line. Domen, bad mint. Right? Wrong. Right? Um, Soon we have no toes left or feet or knees. So, a better way to understand. God's law is primarily the mirror, the mirror of our existence, that it is held up to us and allows us to see where we fall short, right? It was like, um, I've used this before, and if if you've heard this before, I'm uh, sorry, but um, when I was in fourth grade, I woke up one morning in a real rush, and I was getting ready and I wolfed down my breakfast real quick, um, th- threw my clothes on, ran in the bathroom to brush my teeth, and as I was brushing my uh, as I was brushing my teeth, um, I looked in the mirror, and it looked like there was something on my shirt. And I looked down, I wasn't, and I looked again, and I realized that my pajama shirt was still underneath my T-shirt. If i had not seen if the mirror had not been there i never would have seen how that was a problem Um, and so i was able to uh quickly uh, get rid of the pajama shirt and get back on and i didn't then i didn't have to deal with any ridicule of of my friends at school um because i had Stupidly left my pajama shirt on underneath my shirt. I just, it was one of those things and it just sort of happened, right? God's law stands before us. Um, for us, not for others to tell us where we're wrong, but for us to hear and reflect on it. Where, where do we fall short? So that we may have a clear picture of who we are in the light of that law, and so we gather tonight to say, we are broken; that our relationships are broken. We don't live with God the way we should. We don't live with our human uh, our, our, our human neighbors as we should. We don't live with creation as we should. Um, things are broken. And we signify that by remembering our mortality, that the, that the power that divides us is the thing that will lead us to death, that sort of ultimate separation from one another. We hear those words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Fourth grade was a, was a big year. That was the same year that I actually remember for the first time hearing, having the ashes put on my head and hearing those words. Said to me, going, "Ooh, crap! That means I'm going to die." So, fourth grade—it's a big year. Um, but so, but here's the other thing, right? That we that we get um, from the Second Corinthians reading: the law is not our final answer. That sin is not the end all be all condition. Right? Paul writes, for our sake God made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, we don't just come forward and get those ashes just splotched on our forehead in just any just shape, any smudge, it's not just the you know I don't dig my thumb into that right? Even in the midst of our mortality and recognizing our brokenness and the death that it leads us to, that those ashes are put on our forehead in the shape of a cross to remind us that God has the final word, right? That our hope for our existence does not lie simply in what we do here and now and whether we're positive or whether we're negative. But it is a clear and certain sign for us that death is not the end. No matter how broken we are, Christ comes that we might have life even with death looming around us. And so Lent is a time for us to enter into that examination and that place for us to see the places that we have the brokenness and that enter into the practices that we are given that might draw us closer to God who comes in our midst and promises our wholeness is in Him. We have a clear, clear articulation of that through Christ. Christ who comes to us in the waters of baptism, who comes to us in bread and in wine. Lent is not about beating ourselves up, but seeing the reality that is around us. And so that we may not delude ourselves and base things on a false hope but to truly place it on the hope that we have in Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen.